Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Great Iron Blitz right here on TuneIn, Google Cast, Player FM, Apple Podcasts, Indie Rap Radio. It's Wednesdays, 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. Eastern, as well as the on the 9.7 million podcasts other on iHeartRadio and, as always, on Block Talk Radio. Your host, Oscar Lopez here, Gridiron Blitz, 280, big show today. We are going to recap the big event that happened in Golden, Colorado, the inaugural WWE. WNFC Championship, the Nine Cup that happened in uh, Golden, Colorado, as well as the All-Star Game that was there. We're also going to go through and kind of chime in onto the WWCFL Championship as well and the WFA Conference Weekend Finals, and we'll dive into that in about 15 minutes. We have in the house uh, the WNFC Player of the Year and the Nine Cup MVP, Rashawn Gore, alongside with championship coach and owner of the Texas Elite Spartans, which is uh, Odessa Jenkins, and they'll be talking everything Nine Cup weekend, including All-Star Game and the uh, Jen Walker's Girls Camp, plus the clash between Utah and the Spartans, which uh, was a nail-biter until the end. Uh, really good clash and good event. And then we're going to be talking WFA uh, with quarterback Maggie Hutchkins of the Detroit Dark Angels. And there, uh, her team took down the Pittsburgh Passion this weekend in a fourth quarter classic um, that's going to be remembered for a while. Uh, so she'll be in here in about 40 after, and we're going to be talking WFA, the uh, conference finals, and the set stage for the WFA National Championship, which is also going to be at the same stadium that the Nine Cup happened in Golden, Colorado on, I believe, July 12th and the 13th. And uh, later in the hour, we're going to be talking to Rasha Bethencourt of the D3 champion, uh, Orlando Anarchy, and she's going to be talking about her, their hopes in basically getting back to the championship and a repeat. They're going to be taking on the Nevada Storm. So a lot of action all over the globe as well. If you need to go anywhere, you go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. That is where you need to be. And uh, you are listening to the best podcast on the planet that covers and talks women's American football globally right here. And so. Uh, Thanks to Zazzle.com. Zazzle.com has been our sponsor for six years. So go to Zazzle.com, guys. Uh, help support our sponsor and uh, help us out with that and keep us on the air as well. So uh, it's going to be a great uh, two hours of excitement here. And at the end of the hour, uh, the last 30 minutes of the podcast, we're going to be talking international news, Legends Football League as well, as we get into week 11 this coming weekend. Uh, YouTube, another classic. And then week 10 which is on YouTube now, Nashville versus Denver, which is a close nail-biter. And then we're going to kind of preview week 12, July 13th, as Denver versus Omaha. Could be a good one as well. And then we have news and notes from the German League, Swedish League, and then we have other notes of of note at the last 15, 20 minutes of the podcast. So you can wait for that if you can. Otherwise, we're going to be pretty much three no-joke football huddles and they're all sponsored by Zazzle.com. You guys can go to Zazzle.com, check out all the stuff that we have there, specials as well, up to 20% off. Go to uh, 
Zazzle.com forward slash Grand Beauties. And we're kind of excited to announce our Europe uh, stores are open now. So if you go to the Zazzle site, you can get the links there at the very bottom on the site link. You can go to every country code there in the world, pretty much. Uh, so Zazzle has a store pretty much everywhere, uh, Europe primarily. We want to give a shout out to everybody in Spain, Portugal, uh, as well as Czechoslovakia and uh, another in Italy that have bought our gear this past month. Really appreciate you guys going to the, uh, to the shop and supporting us. Every dollar that we sell at Zazzle.com gets recycled into a wish list. That wish list goes to another talented athlete internationally or domestically that we spotlight, uh, similar to the talented uh, Anna Garza of the Omaha Hearts and also Sasha Cruz of the Maha Blaze, Smooth Laura Jones, Maha Blaze. So that's where it goes out. You can check it out at Zazzle.com. Use the code daily. And if you're in the United States, you can actually uh, subscribe to Zazzle Black for about 10 bucks. You get free shipping. So we're going to be pretty excited to bring in, in a couple minutes here, the WNFC champion Texas Elite Spartans uh, with head coach Odessa Jenkins and the uh, player of the year and MVP of the Nine Cup as well, Rashawn Gore. So we're going to be really excited about that and all the other things that are happening here. I don't have any co-hosts today. Uh, everybody's hard at work and stuck in traffic and couldn't make it in, so no big deal. Uh, so we'll get them back uh, hopefully within the next couple of weeks as their off season is already over and they'll have a little bit more free time to do that. So the uh, WWCFL championship happened this weekend, very emotional championship. The Valkyries uh, win their sixth championship in Canada, uh, a tribute to coach Alfilto who passed away uh, in, during the season here. And they take care of Regina 25 to three. You can get the uh, recap there from the Montreal Gazette. It's on our at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Grand Beauties. So there's a lot of stuff happening at the hub. If you missed the week, there's a lot of things that started brewing there. Um, the w, uh, the WFL semifinals, courtesy of Tres PM Mexico, is on there, and Cuarto Poder Mexico. And that's going to be the V Queens taking on Troyanas of Chihuahua. Uh, the Amazonas of Chiapas uh, will also be in the mix. Uh, the Red Devils get bounced off this, uh, this year. So they are off the playoffs. They could not defend their title. We also have some a really interesting story out there. We have a, a Sarah Viola uh, will lead the Belgium Dutch team uh, versus France in a friendly. Uh, so pretty excited about that. And uh, the Berlin Cobras announced number 52, Yvonne Mechner. She's going to be inducted into their Hall of Fame, a longtime player there as well. And we have a story about uh, Alexa Carcel by 5280.com. So you can check it out there. And the German League also announces the Ladies Bowl will be, the 2019 Ladies Bowl will be in Berlin, will be hosted by the Knights, Berlin Knights, and the champion Berlin Cobras on September 21st. And that's going to be exciting there. You can also get the recap of the Lady Lions by footballfan.de. And we have coverage there from Germany as well. Uh, you can get the recap from the Cobras match from 629, uh, courtesy of Christian Fenneberg. Really appreciate him. That's the Cobras taking on Hamburg Amazons. So, and then Baffle Woman announces the Lions Euro roster coming up this fall in August uh, via double coverage. So the roster has been announced to go to lead, to have the leads there uh, for the Euro Championships. Uh, Finland Week Four action: Wolverines taking on Kuopo Steelers, uh, courtesy of Jad Kuvat. That Finland that was a pretty good uh, 43 to zero win there for them. 
Uh, the other article on the WWCFL final was done uh, by our uh, Stanks uh, Sermon, which is stanksermon.blogtalkbot.com. Really good article there uh, concerning the Valkyries' big-time win in Canada. Six-time champions, very impressive uh, season that they had. Uh, it's been Regina and Valkyrie that, that have owned the WWCFL championship for its existence. So that's really hats off to them as well. And we have some videos out there. TD Tuesday, uh, awesome, awesome uh, performance by Crystal Yvette Pardo of the IWFA in Texas, uh, courtesy of LaFeria. Nice TD there and courtesy of IWFA. So check it out there as well. The documentary we talked about here a couple of weeks ago, Shovels and Rope, uh, I Am Coming Out, was featuring the New York Wolves. And uh, we had a teaser that we had done before in the South Carolina Smash. Uh, and also Karalia Darjan, uh, her and her daughters, uh, kind of portrayed into the New York Wolves. So check it out there. You, uh, go to the link. It's the full video of Shovels and Rope. I am coming out featuring like the New York Wolves and the South Carolina Smash as well. WNFC All-Star uh, Game replays. Uh, it's on there now. So you can take a look at the All-Star Game. It was pretty impressive. Uh, Pacific against the Atlantic Conference. You can check it out there. And the Nine Cup replay, it is now on Hub at Facebook.com for slash Grand Beauties. So you can check out the whole game. Watch the classic one more time. Rashawn Gore doing her thing. The Spartans down at uh, the Utah Falcons in, in the lead. And then at the end, it is the Spartans that come with the win. It's a very impressive clash. Similar to the Best of the West finish that happened during the Best of the West uh, at this point. Uh, but uh, it was a good game. A, a good thing for the WNFC. It kind of elevated their presence there as well. LaFay is having uh, four regional selection in Mexico. Four regional selection groups or five regional selection groups already in LaFay. You got FX Mexico plus UFAN and every other region in Mexico. Right now, they are uh, preparing their squads for the National Open Tournament that's going to happen later in the year here in a couple months. So every uh, league in Mexico, region by region, is now doing a selection team that will convene for the National Open Tournament. That will be the first step for them to acquire their roster and dissect the whole country of Mexico to represent the, two, the 2021 Mexican national team. So it's a huge deal for them. They're in that mitts mode right now. They really want to get this done. I'm talking to everybody down south. It is the... Uh, the pride, they finished third. Now they really want gold. So it's a matter of, of accumulating talent all over the country, region by region, and really putting up the best team that they can fill for the IFAB World Championships on 2021. So a really good goal for them, and it's happening right there. So you guys can check it out. They're uh, courtesy of Tercer Cuarto. Uh, the tournament will happen in Monterey, and we'll get details as we get closer to the tournament as well. Uh, WFA uh, Conference Finals. And that was huge. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know what to tell you, but what an exciting weekend in the WFA. Uh, Arlington, we thought, was going to come in and take care of Cali War. They put up a good fight. Unfortunately, not enough. 30-6, to six, Cali War moves on. They went Boston as well. Um, so that's going to be the, the scoring there. Boston didn't fare as well against uh, D.C. I mean, uh, D.C. didn't fare as, as Boston. And catch the game there as well, courtesy of Boston Renegades. So they win. So it is Cali War taking on Boston Renegades for the D1 uh, National Championship. 
So it is sort of a rematch of last year, considering Cali War primarily was uh, the Los Angeles um, Warriors at this point. So we'll see uh, how that you know works off for them this time around. But uh, Boston looks unstoppable. Uh, probably the best team in the WFA all year in terms of Tier 1. And at this point, they proved it. They beat D.C. twice in back-to-back weeks. And now it is going to be Cali Ward, the underdog, coming into uh, Golden, Colorado to see if they can take down the red-hot Boston Renegades and uh, also with the British sensation Ruth Mata. D2, mile high. We talked about how they would have to put up a really good effort against St. Louis. St. Louis on a roll from the previous week against Minnesota as well. Um, my anticipation was it was going to be some sort of scoring here, and the St. Louis defense went out and proved that they are the best defense probably in the WFA right now. With shutouts, they shut out Malahai completely, 41-0. to zero. This puts the slam as probably the best team in D2, and they are proving it right now. So uh, we're going to be talking to Maggie Hutskins, quarterback of the Detroit Angels, and her obstacle right now con- concerning the juggernaut that is the St. Louis Slam. Uh, Detroit, speaking of them, we uh, had mentioned previously on the podcast they had to make a statement. This is their year. They had played really well all year, and then they kind of took a little slump there in the last couple of weeks of the season. Then they retooled, and here we are. They come up with a huge fourth quarter to edge the Pittsburgh Passion, 34-33 in Pittsburgh on the road. And coming uh, fourth quarter, they outscore Pittsburgh 20-6. to And they win and go to Golden, Colorado to face another huge obstacle, which is going to be Taylor Hay and the St. Louis Slam. So we're going to be talking to Maggie about that and how that's going to be accomplished. Their coaching staff. Uh, I mean, this this St. Louis team is very well balanced. They got high-powered offense, and they got a great stout defense. We will see how the Angels fare at this point, and we will talk to Maggie about how those things could be possible. The, the D3 uh, Mississippi Panthers was uh, 38-0. to zero. They lose to Nevada. We knew it was going to be a tough battle, as Holly had mentioned before on the last podcast, that just the road trip from Mississippi to Nevada was going to be an obstacle in itself. And uh, Nevada keeps strong. This is a team that held Cali War to 12, uh, 12 points. They, got, they lost 12 to 6 to Cali War. And so they're ready. I think this is Nevada's year. They need to really muster up 38 to, uh, 38 to 0 against Mississippi. And they're going to be taking on no different than the Dark, Dark Angels. They are going to be taking on a big, good team and the defending champs of D3, the Orlando Anarchy. Orlando, in the last three weeks, has literally blown people away, and this time, no different. We talked about how the Vanguards had a great season the last two seasons here. Coming into Orlando, they needed to have a really good offensive uh, mindset. Isn't going to happen here. Orlando, 55-8. to That, my friends, is not going to get it done. And so uh, it works out to where they lose at this point. And so uh, not not the uh, result that everybody wanted here, but at this point, uh, Anarchy really puts, puts it together here. And we're going to be talking to uh, Rasha uh, M. Bethencourt of the uh, Orlando Anarchy in about an hour here. And she's going to kind of break it down for us to where they're at. Everybody's fundraising right now. So if you're um, on the group boards or if you're following the team or any of the players, 
Uh, at this point, all the players between now and probably July, probably 10th, I want to say July 10th or the weekend of July 8th. So everybody's got between now and the 8th, literally almost 10 days um, to kind of fundraise uh, some people close to $300 just to get a plane ticket to arrive there. Other people fundraising almost close to $1,000, depending on what part of the country you're in. So if you want to help anybody, um, you can go to the team's, web, team's websites or you can go to their Facebook pages and or the players that you know of, and you're able to do that. Burmese also got to go fund me to try to get to Golden, Colorado. So there's a lot of funding, um, uh, fundraising, in other words, between now and July 12th and the 13th for the w, WFA National Championship. So your battles in the WFA are going to be Cali War versus Boston, St. Louis Slam taking on the Detroit Dark Angels, and it's the Nevada Storm against the Orlando Anarchy in the WFA. So if you want to get tickets to the national championship, there's WFAProFootball.com. The details there, WFAProFootball.com. So you can go there as well. All right, guys, uh, let's, go, let's go into the No Joke Football Huddle, sponsored by Zazzle.com. Like I said, Zazzle's been our sponsor for six years. Go to Zazzle, use the codes, save big, and order T-shirts, leggings, anything else you want to go at Zazzle.com. Even got Disney and Marvel and everything else. So check it out, Zazzle.com, for slash Creator and Beauties. And we're going to go into the No Joke Football Huddle right now. Uh, we're going to be talking to the WNFC MVP and WNFC Player of the Year, which is the talented Rosan Gore. Rosan, are you on? Yeah, hello. Hey, Rasan, how you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. How you doing, MVP? How you feeling? I'm feeling good. You feeling good? I saw the last touchdown yeah. there. Uh, that kind of puts it in the coffin and stuff. So, uh, what a game. What a game by yourself, and then what a game by your team. Uh, down a little bit, kind of shooting yourselves in the foot in the first, you know, two and a half quarters, but uh, sort of get to get back on the groove in the last quarter or so, and that, that was the, the difference pretty much. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Is it hard to hear me or? No, you're good. Okay. Yeah. So, Sean, t- tell us a little bit about what you saw in the first half. Uh, Utah kind of owned it. Their four, uh, four three front was really taking advantage of that, stopping you guys' offensive threats here. Um, it was really just a, a battle. Pushman uh, couldn't get some throws down. It was timing, but they were doing a good job at the beginning, the first two quarters. Yeah, no, I actually don't really see it that way. I think that we shot ourselves in the foot for the most part. We uh, turned the ball over, and um, we just couldn't complete drives. So I think that was mostly on our part. Um, not not completing drives downfield and stuff like that. Um, but the whole time, mentally, you know, we know we're capable of more than what we're doing. So uh, it was just a matter of um, possessing the football and finishing drives. So that's what we did in the second half. What happened during the half, Rasan? Did you guys go in there and kind of like, okay, we're down, what's going on, we're not in sync? What, what was going on with the, you know, the the whole mindset of the team as you got to halftime? Um, we weren't down or anything mentally. We were just like, we need to get it together and complete drives. We were all pretty composed. Um, we know what we're capable, we're capable of, so we just knew we had to execute, and that was what was going to get us to where we needed to be. So um, we were just focused and 
you know, nobody was panicking or anything like that. Like I said, we were composed, and we just went out in the second half, and we played our game. We um, we executed the plays that have gotten us here, our bread and butter, you know what I mean? So that's all it was. We just went back to bread and butter plays, I guess you would say. Arasan, uh, Utah, really, triple option has literally at times have been a problem for a lot of teams. Did you guys study that before coming into this, this uh, title game? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, every time we've played them, we've studied them. Um, we've had quizzes on them. I mean, like, they run the wing tee, so not. I don't see any other teams running that. Um, I've played a team, the Sacramento Sirens, they used to run that uh, offense. And it's really just mostly about being disciplined and um, staying home in your spot because it's a lot of misdirection. So um, there's that, and then there's that, that option, and you have to play assignment football. Um, if you want to beat that, so that's what we we did. We studied a lot on that, and we um, we practiced it, and and that's how we kind of just stay prepared for that. Well, Sean, can you talk about the the year that this league has provided for the player, personally for yourself? I mean, you've played in in various teams before, Seattle, Chicago, kind of a journey journey woman in, in a lot of ways with the WFA. But is this unique in a way or different than it has been for, you know, let's say, playing in the WFA in general? Yeah, I would say so. Um, on a personal level, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the player of the week was a huge difference um, where each player that was recognized was actually paid out um, $250, and then you were given um, a $100 um, gift card to Adidas, our sponsor. And that's another thing was the sponsorships. We were sponsored by Rydell and Adidas. So, you know, we had uniforms and we had helmets provided for us. So, yeah, that was a major difference, um, especially when you're coming from um, paying for everything. You know what I mean? So that was – it was really nice, and it felt like um, you were being appreciated for what you do on the field and actually um, being compensated for it. So I kind of felt like a professional athlete, you know. It was a cool feeling. Rasana, it's a different mindset on both leagues. You got recreational. Everybody got mad when we said that when the when the WFA, I mean WNFC announced. Everybody on the WFA side was like, "Okay, you can't you can't call it that." But technically, that's what it is. It's a recreational to business model. Um, is the is you and your team, for example, you as, as Texas Elite primarily, you guys do you guys felt the pressure that this year had to be a very performance based mentality for this brand and this league to really be taken seriously in in other words um i think that we you know i don't know if that's the right way to word it as far as pressure goes we've been doing this for a while so it's like people have developed into their skill level so we have a product you know it's not a bad product you know it's just that it hasn't been marketed the way it needs to be marketed so i think that with this league it gave us an opportunity to do that and be seen and so we do what we do, and we're just having a spotlight put on us now. So it's nothing's changed. We're just doing what we do, and we're being recognized for it now. Rashawn, is the mental state of every player different now because you're sort of elevated, uh, you know, because of the brand? It's a brand-new brand, brand-new brand season. Um, I don't know if you saw the games, but it was really very important. The Atlantic side wasn't so much of a, of a battle-tested mentality, but – Seattle-San Diego battle out in the Pacific uh, was really one of those tested battles, and I think it made a statement for the league that you can have those close games, not the blowouts that everybody's used to, you know, in the past. So if the closer the parity, the better, and that's going to be very competitive. So you think, did you like that? In other words, that's my question. Did you like the fact that 
there are some close games coming in, especially the nine cup. The nine cup was very competitive, even though, like you said, you guys were shooting yourselves in the foot. It still was very competitive in terms of, of the scoring. That was definitely like, let just specifically the nine cup, the way that that game was played and the way that it, um, I mean, that was, that was really cool. I loved it because I watched, college football, I watch NFL, and it's like, yeah, nobody wants to see a blowout. You just, you're just interested after, you know, however many points go up on, on a team. So, of course, that's what people want to see. They want to see a competition. They don't want to see a blowout. So I thought that was important, and I think that the way it turned out was um, – it was amazing. It was it was such a good game, and I just came away like so – I had a lot of respect for Utah, um, and I think that that was really good for the league and good for the brand. So – uh, of women's football, so I'm happy with that, and I hope that we can continue to build on that, and I know we will. So that's important, yes. What does it mean to be player of the year and MVP of the inaugural brand? Because that's going to be in history now. You are you are the first MVP and the first player of the year of this brand. I'm, I'm humbled and I'm honored, and... Um, it's it's a it's a really good feeling, you know. I I still feel like I have a lot of work to do, but just that's a good milestone to build off, build off of and just continue to stay stay humble and keep working hard, you know. Now, um, your team is pretty loaded, all roster, all fantasy, you want, whatever you want to call them. Uh, they come from every place on the planet, pretty much, uh, just to make the team. And and some of them even sacrifice, like in other leagues, right? They pay their way in and to show up. So uh, this team is kind of like a unique squad of all-stars in a, in a lot of ways with former uh, Team USA players plus very talented athletes on other squads that just convened to Texas. So what is what is the uh, Spartans' allure that draws everybody here to Dallas? Um, well, I'm not sure what you mean about other league. What do you can you like specify what you mean about that? What I mean is there's players that have played in other, you know, in the WFA, IWFL, but all the players now seem to try to want, want to convene to Texas Elite Spartans organization is what I mean. Okay. Um, well, I can only speak for myself, um, you know, because I came from Chicago and I, I came out here because I had made connections when I went to the national team in 2013 when I played for um, Coach Konecki, and that's where I met Odessa Jenkins. Um, so I met them both at the same time, and that's kind of how I networked. And I was in Seattle at the time. So that was my two big prospects there was Chicago and Dallas because I just felt like the football culture was, was um, more to my style um, per se. So I went ahead and moved to Chicago. Chicago was actually going to fold, and so I – um, uh, reached out to Odessa and uh, asked, you know, because I, I wasn't ready to hang my cleats up yet. And so that's how I ended up out in Dallas. Um, there's a couple of other people like um, Amber Kimbrough that I actually played with in um, Chicago, and then she next season was with me in Dallas. So I don't know why she came, but, I mean, she knows people out here. She has family out here. So everybody has their own reasons, but that's what mine is. So. Now the squad is pretty uh, pretty well put together at this point. Um, was there injuries throughout this year? It didn't seem like it because we just you know your scoring was on point. But is it, was there any major injuries and hurdles to get to before you got to the nine cup? For me? 
No, for the or team in general, in, I meant. In in general? Oh. Uh yeah, we had some people that got dinged up and whatnot, but we did have a um few bye weeks, so we were able to like get that kind of under control and um ready to go to come game time, so it didn't really phase us too much. Rasan, what do you think of the Atlantic? What does uh, year two need to look like for other teams to be competitive with you guys? What did you see in Alabama, Nebraska? Uh, were you impressed with some of those programs, even though they weren't probably up to par to your par yet? Uh, yeah, they have a good um, foundation, and they just need to build off that. You know, um, they're very talented teams. Uh, like Alabama, they got speed, and they've got they just need depth. You know. Um, and then Nebraska, they were really organized. Um, they've got a lot of players on their team. I think that they just um, – um, I don't know what they need, actually. <laughs> but, um, you know, the Phoenix are, like, right there with us, you know, and I think that they have a lot of talented players. Um, so, organizationally, I just think um, whatever's going on in the in the the back office or whatever, I mean, that's whatever they need to do there within their organization. Um, I think that a lot of teams just need to recruit. So, yeah. All right. Were you impressed? Were you impressed with the Pacific? It was really tight. Almost everything in the Pacific was really tight, which was really impressive for us because we got to watch it on WNFC TV, which in past years you would never get to watch in one setting. It was kind of like red zone. You know what I mean? When you watch yeah. WNFC TV, it was kind of like red zone. So I think that mm-hmm. in itself kind of uh, kind of separates the, the WNFC to a higher level, in other words. Yeah, yeah. I was impressed with the WNFC TV. Um, as far as the Pacific Conference goes, I was surprised um, at a lot of the outcomes. Um, I thought that the Rebellion were going to come out and dominate. Um, and then it was from week to week it was a different outcome than I had, uh, you know, originally um, – guests who would win the game so I was like okay I just was kind of like off kilter with that and I was just like seeing how it would play out so um, it was interesting to see how it all like came out to, you know but ultimately I, I had a feeling that Utah was going to be the one that we matched up with in, in the end Now talk about Utah right now uh, you got Lane you had uh, Cox uh, early on in the game uh, what did you see offensively? Um I'm sorry, I need to clarify that because I play defense and offense. Do you mean like what I saw from their offense? Yeah, what did you see from Lane and Cox early in the in the first two quarters? Um, I mean, they were trying to run that option and then the, like the counter and the trap and all that stuff. Um, and we just had to keep to our assignments and, and you know, stick them where they were. So I, there was a lot of good tackles in the first quarter on our, by our defense, you know, and we held on and we – had a bend don't break mentality and that's what we did. Um, yeah, they scored the like first uh touchdown and whatnot, but it was like like I said, we stayed composed and um you know, just let let there's four quarters in a game, you know, you can't you can't be shook off of one one play or one touchdown, you know what I mean? So um they did their thing, they stayed to what they do, um and that was that. Rashawn, the fourth quarter, big difference there as you guys make the comeback. Uh, didn't shoot yourselves in the foot as you did in the first couple quarters. Uh, when you scored that touchdown, literally just sort of puts it up, and then they couldn't get anything going after that uh, because of the defense. The defense uh, was really playing good, too, and the ball, the IHawks to the 
to the defense, they were keeping tabs on the uh, on their plays, which is basically the triple option plays, and they sort of just stuck to it. They didn't pass, and you guys sort mm-hmm. of shut it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was surprised that they, you know, um, kind of kept it in between. Like, they just kept it on the ground, you know. Um, but it was close, and they tried to eat the clock, and they tried to, like, press it to the very end, and it just didn't work. So our, our defense really stepped up, and they – they were major in this game for us because, um, I mean, defense wins championships, and that's what they did. Uh, they gave the offense the opportunity to put points on the board, and they just held the held it down out there for us. And I was, you know, I watched the game um, again, and I was actually watching it again just right before this interview and just seeing how dominant they were. And it, it's really a cool thing to see just because we were just locked down. For Sean, is Utah, uh, uh, Texas elite, is this going to be the uh, the marquee, you'd think, clashes in, in season plus maybe another in year two? Because I think this is these are the top two teams in this league, bar, bar none, if you if you look at everything mm-hmm. else. And then you got, you know, Atlanta, as you mentioned before. You got uh, uh, Alabama. You got Seattle Majestics. And you got also mm-hmm. Nebraska coming up. So how do you feel about year two? Besides, your, besides taking away you and Utah, you feel like, Everybody in the middle of the pack is going to step up their game? Um, I think um, for the most part, yeah. Like, most teams just need a couple pieces here and there, and it'll really elevate their game. You know what I mean? Um, like, Alabama, they have that their wide receiver. She's like – she's an all-star, you know what I mean? So she, she just needs um, somebody that can throw her the ball, and I just think that, you know, they can build around that. So – I do think people are going to get better. They're getting a feel for the league and, and who's in it. And, uh, like, I had never played against uh, Nebraska before, so now that maybe there's some teams out there that hadn't played each other before, now we've seen each other. So we can adjust and, and kind of go off of that. I think it's a great feeling to have uh, the fact that even on the lower end of teams, they were very, uh, they were very competitive in the middle of the pack. You know, Denver, late, mm-hmm. up late, San Diego, Rebellion. Obviously the battles up in the Pacific. Um, so year one, you would you would consider it successful, right? I would, yeah. Especially with the cap it off with that with that uh, championship game, the way it played out, that was amazing. It was a good look. How was the All Star Game weekend and uh, the girls' camp? Were you kind of part of it, or did you witness it or anything? Well, for we only stayed for a little bit of it because we did have the championship, so we um, came and kind of just supported and like got water for people and stuff, but um, uh, we watched a little bit of it too, so I thought it was cool. I thought it was nice that they, they kind of cut the game down um, to two 10-minute quarters just because um, I just remember playing in those types of games, and it's like, it's really long, you know, so I thought that they did good there, um, and then the competitiveness of it was it was decent, so um, it was fun. Um, they had a little skills and drills, and then the seven-on-seven, I thought that was really cool because that was fun to watch, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> um, all around, I think it was a success. What did you think of the banquet, the uh, Breakfast of Champions, to kind of kick off the whole weekend? Um, that, for me, was – it was really cool. Um, we got to see the Adidas um, rep, the head of uh, um, sponsorship for us, um, and he actually was the one that gave me my award. He uh, handed that to me, so that was cool. But I, the whole panel – 
Um, it was really cool to hear them speak and their testimonies and everything, and it really moved me. So um, I really enjoyed that, and it was a really cool uh, experience and something that uh, we haven't had in, in women's football. So I thought it was a nice addition. Rasan, can you speak to the schedule? Was the schedule okay? Does it need to be adjusted or more bye weeks to expand the schedule? I mean, from a player's perspective, was the schedule okay, or, or do we need to add, you know, a little bit more 90 days as an example versus or 120 days versus cramming it down? I think for the inaugural season, I think this is perfect. Um, it's almost like um, a pilot run, you know what I mean. So you don't want to bite yeah. off more than you can chew. I think that the I think that the the panel did a good job with that, and they um, and it turned out really nice. So it's kind of like baby steps right now, and just kind of taking your time. You don't. It's not something to rush, you know what I mean. So I think it was fine, um, and it was successful. Like I said before. All right. Um, so the brand is great. The TV was great coverage did you get any fan feedback from you guys that's in stands or family and said this is great that you get to watch the the game on the road and be part of it yeah well after the championship game I was hearing a lot of the fans and people that were watching on tv like they were like we were on the edge of our seats you know and it was just so cool to hear people talking about it and excited about the game and how it was they were engaged and they were you know they were excited about it so I mean that really I just couldn't stop smiling about that. That was so cool to me. What do you think, uh, as MVP, what do we need to do in year two? Do we change anything here in terms of maybe your ideas that we could do better? I don't have anything, um, you know, that I think that should be changed at the moment. I, I'm really happy with the league, and I'm I'm happy to be a part of it. Um, and... I think this is the, the direction that women's football needs to be going in, you know, where we need to be, have media and, and exposure and all that, and this is what they're doing. And I just feel blessed, actually. So, no, I don't see anything. I don't have any two cents at the, at the time, no. All right, so I'm going to put you on the spot here. If the MVP wasn't going to you, which who would you have given it to besides yourself? <laughs> I think there's a few people. Um uh, you know, Liz Landry is a dog, you know. I think she's one. Bushman, our quarterback. Um, we have defensive players. Uh, Grimsley, like, I just, I don't know. That's a tough one because I just, I admire my teammates, and I just think that they're all awesome athletes. Um, all right, I'll, I'll take it from you and give it to Grimsley. How's that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Defense is always nice, right? They they played their they played good on both sides of the ball. Even Utah's defense was playing pretty well to keep them in the game. So it was a great great matchup, as you pointed out. And uh, nineteen mm-hmm. to fourteen, that's almost equivalent to what you guys did at the best of the West. It's not, you know, obviously because best of the West was like the last second touchdown type deal. But it was a very very uh, good game all the way around. We're excited. There was over a thousand, I think, over a thousand people watching at the time. And I'm pretty sure on replays it's going to be even more. So kind of a special event all the way around mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of excitement on, on, all throughout the year. So as as year two comes into play, what are we expecting from Rosan Gore in year two? Um, I'm definitely, you know, thinking of already putting my offseason into motion. So I, I just want to be a better, put a better product out on the field for people to watch, you know, be entertaining. So 
I'm going to be in the gym, you know, um, and just doing my just training, you know. Like, that's all I can do as a football player. So, <laughs> um, I'll just be bigger, stronger, faster, I guess. Yeah. All right. So, Rashawn, what do you say of uh, Odessa Jenkins? Everybody called her crazy. This can't be done. And it's being done. Um, I like that they said that because that's what everybody says to somebody that's ambitious and that um, has a dream. Um, and so that's awesome that they said that because she's doing it and, you know, that's it. I mean, I they, they make commercials about that kind of stuff. I'm so I'm so freaking proud of her, and I'm blessed to have her in my life, and I just I have the utmost respect for her, and I'm happy that she she's doing this, you know. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's, it's the beginning of the year, right? All the announcements, uh, all the things that came out, mm-hmm. Riddell, Adidas, right? Right before the year, and, uh, as uh, she would say, naysayers came around, and, and all of a sudden here we are mm-hmm. at the end. And uh, very successful mm-hmm. uh, year one in the inaugural season. So congratulations to you for winning the Player of the Year Award and the MVP. And uh look forward to talking to you in, in a couple more seasons and be standing out in Texas Elite Spartan. So champions – Texas Elite Spartans inaugural nine cup championship in Golden, Colorado and uh, lady here, Rashawn Gore, MVP. So thanks for coming on and making the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Have a great uh, evening and we'll catch on uh, on 2020. Okay. Thanks, Oscar. All right, guys, uh, Rashawn Gore. Um, I don't think we're going to get Odessa here. Uh, the phone connection probably not working as well, so we'll have her chime in at a different time. But there you are, the WNFC MVP and Player of the Year, Rashawn Gore of the Texas Elite Spartans. And uh, what a season for the WNFC, and we look forward to, obviously, what's going to come about in year two. So uh, let's go into the huddle, and let's talk about more exciting football because that's what happened. And uh, let's go into the huddle and, and let's talk to Maggie Hudson of the Detroit Dark Angels. Maggie, what's going on? Hey, not much. How are you? How's it going, QB? Uh, how is the uh, fourth quarter in Pittsburgh? Oh, the fourth quarter in Pittsburgh was amazing. Well, you got to tell me about this because you're too shy right now. So we went into the fourth quarter, we were down 21 to seven and we ended up coming back and winning the game in overtime. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm still in shock uh, that the game went the way that it did. And I'm super proud of, of everyone on my team and super proud of how we all held our composure and we played until that last whistle. And, uh, you know, like they say, it's not over until it's over. And we definitely proved that on Saturday. Maggie, uh, take us through the season, later later part of the season. Uh, you guys sort of a hiccup here, losing one game in between. And then uh, we were on the uh, Dark Angels bandwagon the last three weeks. And then at the end, we're like, okay, if they got to make a statement, they got to start making a statement here late in the season. And so you pretty much re- end the regular season on a good note. And then you decide at this point that we're going to go to Pittsburgh and everybody's going, okay, if they got to beat anybody, it's got to be the passion, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in all of our um, meetings with the Passion, they've beat us at some points in, in my career playing against them. They've they've crushed us. And so we definitely went into the game. I think uh, everybody expected us um, to, to take a loss. And uh, we honestly just went into it. We had nothing to lose. And uh, we left everything out there. 
Um, and I mean, we played and, and literally until that last whistle, uh, I think we had a lot of naysayers and a lot of people that didn't think that we could do it. And, um, I think we really proved ourselves on Saturday uh, to really show that we're a contender in this national championship game. All right, Maggie, uh, take me through your mindset uh, prior to Pittsburgh. Was there anything said as a group? Hey, this is, this is a big game. One step to Denver, anything like that? Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously we knew that we had to, to complete this hurdle. We had lost to Pittsburgh in the regular season. Um, and so we knew that it was a, it was a big game. We had to have it. Uh, and, being so close to Colorado, uh, we, we, we just we had we had to give everything in that game. We knew that we'd have to come out with it with a W, and uh, so we really prepared ourselves with the two weeks. Um, having the bye was nice because a lot of our players have been dealing with with quite a few injuries. I don't know if you recall, but we had two bye games right away in the beginning of the season, and so um, we played a lot of games back to back before we were able to get a break to kind of let our bodies heal a little bit and really uh, focus on game planning for Pittsburgh. And uh, so that was our main focus is just another hurdle is another stop on our tour to, to get off on. And uh, now here we are taking the train to Pittsburgh or taking the train to Colorado. So um, it was a big game for us. And uh, now we're focused on, on St. Louis. Maggie, take us to uh, the hurdle 21. You're down 21 to six going into the third uh, end of the third quarter and you're uh, into the fourth quarter. So what what was the mindset down at this point? Was there any anybody looking at each other going, man, we are down? Um, you know, honestly, I, I felt like we were we were kind of calm. Um, I know for myself, I felt pretty calm. I felt pretty confident in what we can accomplish in just 15 minutes of play. Um, I'm I'm a huge believer in our offense and our defense. I mean, even though they allowed, you know, Pittsburgh to score 21 points up into that fourth quarter, I mean, they worked, they really worked their asses off holding Pittsburgh to, to a seven, nothing score, you know, up until halftime. So, um, I mean, they were really doing their job and uh, they didn't, they didn't stop. And they just, you know, I think they had complete faith in our offense to, to make something happen. And so going into that fourth quarter, um, I know my mission and my goal was just to keep my offense calm and collected and focused on what we had to do. Um, and so, you know, we were able to, to spread out our offense a little bit. And, uh, I mean, that, I think that really, really showed in how we performed in that fourth quarter. Maggie, how long have you been on this Dark Angel squad or, or part of this organization? Uh, I've been playing women's tackle football for six years. This is my sixth season. Uh, this is my third year with the Detroit Dark Angels. Prior to that, I played out uh, for the West Michigan Mayhem in Kalamazoo. All right. So, is this the biggest stage you're going to be in as you go to Golden, Colorado? Uh, yes. In the six years I've played, you know, I've only played in one other playoff game uh, in my six-year season. Um, and so this is the biggest, the farthest I've gone, um, and it's going to be the biggest platform that a lot of us have played on. I have girls on this team that have been a part of the, the DDA organization since it began in 2010. And, um, you know, in 2012, they, they qualified for one playoff game, and that was as far as it got. And they actually lost to Pittsburgh in 2012 in that playoff game. Um, and so I, I just think that it, it's been a, a beautiful thing, and it's just really – it's something amazing to be a part of and all of us able to come together and really make this happen. Maggie, what happened after the game? You you go up against Baker, Kozo, everybody, and you take them down. What happened after the game when the whistle ends? What, what was your emotion? Um, the entire team stormed the field to celebrate the winning kick. I, myself, was actually the only person on the sideline, and um, – if I'm being honest, I just collapsed there and uh, cried tears of joy. I was so happy 
for my team. I was so happy for, for what we were able to do in that fourth quarter of gameplay. And um, all of us, just all the blood, sweat, tears, doubters, I mean, every everything I think was against us coming into that game. And all of us really just, just showed everybody exactly what Detroit football is all about. And, I mean, it was amazing. And we went into the locker room and we celebrated and, um, you know, and then we took our, our four to five hour drive home. It, it was, I think some of us are still on that high and uh, just feeling so amazed at, at what we were able to do. It, it was, it was, it was awesome. I, I can't even describe the way that some of us felt seeing the look on, on coach Keith Thomas face, our head coach face, all of our coaches faces, but especially his, um, you know, he, he, he cried as well. I think just being a part of something for so long and being able to finally accomplish that that goal I think is a big deal and he 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 told us I, I met him three years ago and uh you know he told me in, in three years we're gonna have a championship contending team and uh he didn't let me down he didn't let any of us down so uh here we are you know about to go compete in the national championship game all right so you're gonna take on Gall Hayes and that stout defense in St. Louis what do you talk about what do you say about them uh St. Louis is a disciplined football team. Um, they've always been good. Um, I, Taylor Hay, I've, I've, you know, she's a friend of mine, and she's, she's, a, she's a great football player. I've seen her jump the line to chop block linebackers, you know, while she's lead blocking for her running backs. And, um, you know, and their defense is a good, solid, disciplined defense. Um, you know, we have some game planning to do, and, you know, we have some thoughts and ideas on what kind of offense we want to bring uh, to Colorado, and we have some key players on our offense. Um, that are, that are going to help us accomplish those goals. I have complete faith in my team. St. Louis is a good team, um, but any team is beatable. So. All right. Did you see the Mile High game against Mile High? Um, I, I did not get a chance to watch that yet. I was watching some other, some other game film uh, from St. Louis, but I haven't watched the Mile High game, the most recent one. All right. So, uh, Maggie, who stood out for you guys in this fourth quarter besides yourself? Who can you call out right now so fans know who took who who um, helped you accomplish this fourth quarter, you know, uh, win over Pittsburgh? First of all, I want to before I you know bring bring up the obvious. I, I think we all know that Detroit has you know the hands down best running back in the league, um, but our offensive line really stepped up in that fourth quarter. Um, we had we had those girls. They were hustling. They were giving everything they had. Uh, our receivers, they, they do a great job run blocking um, and were able to step up for us to pass the ball a little bit uh, in that fourth quarter, which allowed us to score two touchdowns in the air. Um, and, of course, you know, Tatiana Blaze, like I said, probably hands down the best running back in the league. Um, we're lucky to have her. And, I mean, she can just run that ball. And if you can't stop her, you're not stopping our offense from moving the ball down the field. And um, she definitely showed up. Uh, the entire game, but especially in that fourth quarter, I think all of our, our, our fire was on and we were ready to go. And I mean, she, she ran that ball really, really well. And I, I'm super proud of the way our offense came together for that fourth quarter. All right. Who should St. Louis be scared on defense? Yeah. One or two names out there that Taylor should be yeah, ma- made um, aware of. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Diana Lenaway, Jackie Bennington. Um, we got some Michaela Hilton on the end there. Um, we got some powerhouses on defense too. I mean, I hate to even drop a few names here. Uh, I think that, you know, one component is, is strong because of the other components that we have. Um, you know, we got Risk 
up at safety and, and uh, rookie Casey Cunningham has been a stud on both sides of the ball. Uh, she caught one of those touchdown passes to put us up 27-21, and uh, she, she's been a stud on defense as well. So I know you said one or two names, but I, I, I'm, I'm super proud of, of all the players that I'm able to take the field with week by week. So. Yeah, I know. That, that's the reason I wanted to bring you on, because I wanted to give you guys your due, really rec- recognize your efforts. It's, it's, a, it's a season, historic season for you guys in a way, uh, to take down a rival in the conference final, you know, knowing that the obstacle was there, you guys accomplished that. And I think the fourth quarter is going to be memorable for a lot of people in, in the coming seasons because this, this was a very good uh, combat game. It's kind of like Patriots against the Falcons, you know what I mean? That kind of mentality where you're right. down and all of a sudden Absolutely. you just decide to just do your thing. So. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I mean, it truly is. It was an underdog story, a comeback story. Um, and I think probably the best game uh, that happened on Saturday, I know I might be biased, but uh, just the competition and, and the level of respect, I think, that each team had for each other as well. Um, you know, there was I was watching the, the game again today as I, you know, picked apart my own performance. And, uh, you know, I saw a couple of Pittsburgh players helping up one of our defense players from the ground you know during the overtime play and so even when it's you know tied score I still see the reason why we all come together um, as women to play this game and that that doesn't leave when you play a team like Pittsburgh um, they've always had a, a good team a good squad and they're you know they're, they're a great program and um, it really was just a memorable win it's, it's something I, I know I'll never forget and I'm sure that the rest of my teammates would agree with me. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like I said, it's going to be one of those uh, stories that you're going to tell your grandkids and your family and anybody that doesn't believe it. Absolutely. What an amazing, you know, what an amazing comeback. And it doesn't happen often in the playoffs like that. Normally it's, you know, a, a bunch of blowouts. And in this game, right, it, it was right, sort of that mentality for the first half. And then all of a sudden, um, you guys turn the afterburners on in the fourth quarter. And like you said, 15-minute mindset. You just got to execute. And that's really what it boils down to. So, uh, Maggie, um you guys are doing fundraising, right? First trip to Golden. It's going to be costly. So where can uh, fans that want to support you or anybody in Michigan that wants to donate a couple of dollars, where can they go to? Or is there individual player pages? Uh, we have a team GoFundMe um, right on our Detroit Dark Angels football page that anybody can donate to. And then we, I know that several individual players have individual GoFundMes as well um, just to try to raise additional costs also. Um, you know, preparing for the postseason is hard as, as an organization when you're already paying for, um, you know, field time, practice time, you're paying for reps, you're paying, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so you never really know what postseason looks like. And so you try to prepare for it as much as you can, but it's a, it's, it's a big cost. And obviously we all pay to play. And so any donation is appreciated, um, you know, from a dollar to a hundred, it doesn't matter. We'll take anything. Um, but we're just trying to make sure that our whole crew gets there and uh, so that we can perform our best while we're there. Yeah, I know it's, it gets a little costly towards the end. Uh, if you don't do fundraising during the year, kind of because a lot of teams don't figure they're going to be this far. I think that's literally the mindset right. sometimes. It's like, we're not going to get this far. But if you're, you know, if you're confident in your program, you know that the end goal is obviously to get to the final. So that's usually Absolutely. the case uh, year-round. So, um, Maggie, what do you say about the whole season, the WFA season? We got Boston taking on Cali Wark, sort of a rematch of – you know, LA Warriors against Boston. You've seen Boston all year. They're they're basically on a rock. And then you got Orlando, yep. the story out there, Nevada and Orlando. 
I mean, last year was pretty historic, right? You had the Minnesota versus New York in Georgia. This year, it's sort of a yep. clash. I mean, I'm looking forward to D3 this year, primarily not to take away from you guys' game, but I think D3 is kind of special in a way because Nevada is here for the first time and Orlando's kind of, you know, repeat once again. And then it's an exciting motion in D2, right? You're the underdog. Absolutely. And St. Louis Absolutely. is the favorite. So there's like a lot of storylines in every tier, which is exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm actually really excited about the D3 game. Um, out to a, a former player from Detroit, Sydney, uh, plays for Orlando team. And so, of course, uh, DDA, we uh, we love us some Orlando, but uh, Nevada's got a great squad as well. And so I think that's actually going to be a really good game. Um, you know, I, I think that, that that'll be a fun one to watch. And like you said, the D2 game, uh, you have an underdog, you have a, a, a repeat championship team, and I think that that's going to be a, a game to watch too. And um, I got a lot of respect for our D1 teams. I think that uh, Boston is a great program as well. Um, and they were able to take D.C. down to come to this championship game. And I think that was a, a, a hurdle for them, having lost to D.C. in the in the regular season. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be three great games. And uh, I'm excited to see what happens. Well, I'm excited to say uh, Maggie Hutchkins is going to be one of these quarterbacks of the future that we're going to be talking about alongside Congaldi, right? We got Paul, Jim Lewis. I've got Hunter in Orlando. So, I mean, I think you're on the map now. So does that make you happy? That does make me happy. Um, it, it does. I, I honestly am a, a, a team player all the way, um, but I'm super proud of what we've done as a team. I'm super proud of, of what I've done as a player. And uh, all together we're able to accomplish some great things. And so um, I'm super – I was super glad with the way our season went. Um, and I'm, I'm super excited to be – going to the national championship game. I didn't know if I'd be able to say that within my career, and uh, here I am saying it. So um, I'm stoked to see what happens. Maggie, you think it's a changing of the guard? We got Hamlin out. Uh, we only have Cahill left, and, and you know, Gasoffi's gone. Um, is it changing of the guard, do you think, for your league, where we got not a, not a new quarterback stepping up and really being impactful? Yeah, I, I think that that's kind of what's happening, a little bit of changing of the tides. Um, I, I, I see some younger quarterbacks stepping up on some other teams as well, uh, kind of filling those big shoes. Um, Tanji Aldi over there in D.C. is also a good friend of mine, and she's just she's a phenomenal quarterback. Uh, she's going to do some great things um, and, and, you know, just breaking records left and right. And, I mean, she's, she's young, and so we have a, a lot of these young quarterbacks kind of stepping up, and um, it's exciting to see. It's exciting to see that happen throughout the league. All right. Uh, Maggie, anything you want to tell our audience about the Detroit Dark Angels besides they're going to win it in Golden, Colorado? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think you pretty much handled it. Uh, we're going with one mission in mind. Uh, that's been our mission all season um, since last year. We kind of just started this, this, this mission to end up in Colorado. And I remember having a conversation with my coach, and uh, he, he told me, you know, I, just, I see it now, all of us trying to get through TSA with our luggage and our – our, our pads and our bags and how that's comfortable funny. that's going to be, but how exciting at the same time. And, uh, I mean, he called it and, um, I, you know, we just, we really have just believed all season uh, that this is where we belong and it is all just come together and all the pieces have kind of have fallen where they, they needed to, you know, we lost two regular season games to Columbus and Pittsburgh and we came back to beat Columbus and Pittsburgh um, in both playoff games that we had. And so, 
um, it's just been a phenomenal story thus far, and uh, we all have to end it with, with a championship ring. I know I'm looking forward to getting one on my finger, and I know everybody else on my team would agree. So um, one goal, one mission, and that, that's where we're that's where we're at. So it's we don't we don't plan to lose. Maggie, a uh, tough season for you as leader, but overall taking down Columbus and taking out Pittsburgh. I mean, you got to just pin it right on the board and saying good job. But at the same time, it's like this is this is competitive football, and you wouldn't have it any other way, right? I would not have it any other way, and I mean, it really shows that any team can win on any day. Um, you know, I, I think the hardest thing to do is to play a team twice. Um, you know, you got to come up with new schemes and and new plays and show them something different and we we played Columbus three times and uh, played Pittsburgh twice and were able to, to beat them um, when it really mattered and when it needed to count and I'm, I'm proud of my team for stepping up and doing that I think you know any team could have just kind of backed down and just thought oh, okay well we've already lost to them and that wasn't the mentality that, that my team carries at all it's never been that mentality you know we show up ready to go so um, the, the competition in our league is it's real it's a real deal and so it's good to see that. Did you, by any chance, ever think, okay, uh, forfeits, because that's been a normal for this league for a long time when you go through a season and somebody forfeits, but it seems like your schedule was made by your ownership pretty pretty clear. You're going to play those teams that obviously never forfeit, and they put up a challenge for you. So I think the schedule really benefited you guys to be here right now. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think the the harder, more competitive teams you play, it's going to prep you for when it's needed. Um, and, you know, our our schedule, I think, was pretty solid um, in regards to location and teams that we played. And, um, you know, we really stepped up to the challenge, and I don't think I would have had it any other way. Um, you know, you know, I, I wouldn't want to – we don't – we're not a kind of team that forfeits. Um, we've gone through a lot of battles this season. We've gone through injuries. Um, I myself had to sit out of a game as, as – as well as a couple other players sit out of that crucial uh, eighth game that we had against Columbus um, because of injuries and, you know, going seven straight weeks without a bye weekend is tough for some of us. And, um, you know, like I've said before, we all pay to play. We all have regular jobs. We all have lives. And um, so it's hard to come together sometimes and it's hard to battle injuries within that. But I'm really proud of the way my team has stepped up and a competitive schedule is exactly what you need to be able to prep you to get to something like the national championship game. So. Maggie, what's uh, uh, your circle? Are they happy when you took oh, it down? Man, Are they sure. watching the game again? Wait, what's that? Can you repeat yourself? I said, Are they, have they watched the game? Uh, yeah, I think some of us have. Um, my my family uh, was watching the game. My own brother stopped watching it, so uh, shame on him. Um, he said when we were losing <laughs> 21 to seven, he turned the game off, and then he apologized to me later and said I should know better. What's you know, up with that? Never to never to turn a game off at halftime. Yeah. Um, so and he's my twin too. You think he'd have my back? But uh, oh my god! Yeah. Uh, when I called him after the game, I let him know that we won, and he was like, "What?" And went back to watch it on the on the live stream, and we talked about it after. But uh, my sister and my parents and. Uh, her family, they all watched it. and I mean, we all came back to our phones in the locker room, and some of us had 70, 80 text messages from family members um, that had all watched from home. And we even had some fans travel out to Pittsburgh, which was awesome. Um, and so we, we got a huge support system in Detroit, and everyone's really looking forward to us bringing back the trophy to the Motor City. So, What's up with your bro, Maggie? That's not cool. What's up? I know. I know. <laughs> What's up with that? I, I know. He's in the doghouse right now. It's totally not cool. You're never going to let him live totally alone. It's like, it's like at every no, every turn, you're going to come back and go, hey, what's up with that, bro? Right, right. 
make sure he's watching when we're in Colorado. I'm gonna if he shuts that game off, then it's we're done. So. In my family, Maggie, he doesn't even have a seat at the dinner table anymore. He's gonna be pretty much at the couch somewhere. Right? Yeah, he's banned. He's already banned from the next couple holidays. I let him know. Oh, funny. That's funny. Oh my God. Uh, but you know what? You proved them wrong, right? You said, what's up with that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I brought the Kool-Aid in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter is when it matters, right? I mean, we – and we went into that that fourth quarter with that mentality. I didn't see anyone with their heads down. I didn't see anyone. We, we were focused. And, uh, you know, 15 minutes is a long time. So, there was a lot we can do with 15 minutes, and we showed that. So, I, I'll be on him probably for a while about it. I don't think I'm going to let him live it down for a little bit. No, you shouldn't. That's, that's just unfair and very cruel on it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Anyways, he's probably listening to me now, but hey, buddy, you're done. I, I guess you're going to have a black eye for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly my uh, but, sister's my favorite now. Sorry, bud. <laughs> oh, my God. That's even worse. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Maggie, it's been great talking to you. Uh, I just wanted to bring you on to give you your due and your teammates and Everything that happened, it's a great game. Uh, I was watching the uh, the Utah um, Spartans game, and then I had to turn it had to turn to your game because I got an alert saying, "Hey, it's, uh, they're they're coming back," and I'm like, "Okay, there's the comeback." And I did make the notion that you're going to come back on a on a post, and then for me to for it to come through, I was like, I wasn't like your brother. I was like, "Oh yeah, they're coming. This is it." We said they had to step up, and look at this, Maggie's stepping up. So that was great. Yeah, we we definitely stepped up and, and we we did what we had to do and so we get to punch that ticket. It's gonna be a good time in Golden, Colorado. All right. So can you give the fans before I let you go? Uh, where can they do donations uh, on the uh, Detroit website or the Facebook page? Yeah, the Facebook page, Detroit Dark Angels Football. Um, we have a GoFundMe for the team there that we're trying to raise money on. And then uh, a lot of players, um, I know that, you know, people throughout the league are friends with all kinds of people. So we have a lot of players on our team that also have individual GoFundMes as well. It all is going towards the same thing. So um, feel free to donate. Any little bit helps us get to uh, where we need to be and, and, and helps put a little bit of uh, less stress on our players for having to pay out of pocket. So. All right, Maggie, I want to just uh, give a shout-out to your owner and coach, uh, what a season this season, a moment sort of like Andrea Douglas's moment here, you know, not as historic, but basically historic for her franchise is to go to right. Golden, Colorado at the big dance. So congratulations to her and everybody that's involved in your organization for, you know, making a successful season. And now one last hurdle, and that's going to be the St. Louis Slam. Yep. St. Louis Slam. It's going to be, it's going to be a good game. Um, and I'm I'm proud of us for getting this far, but we got we have one more one more stop and one more hurdle. So um, we don't plan on leaving without a without a W. So congratulations on the uh, conference finals, being champions there. Thank you. And so uh, look Thank forward you. to Denver. And hopefully I will make the uh, the invitation after the game. Otherwise, uh, at this point, we'll see what it turns out. But it's going to be very competitive, and I think uh, you guys are ready. St. Louis is ready. Uh, just to let you know, Maggie, Taylor said she wants a perfect season, and this would be you ruining it, just to let you know. <laughs> well, as, mu- as much as I respect her as a player and a person, um, I'm hoping to put that one loss on, on their schedule uh, next week in, in Golden, Colorado. And uh, I'll make sure that um, – 
we, we work hard to accomplish that. All right. So Maggie, thank you for making the time. I really appreciate it. And uh, shout out to your D and your offense and that fourth quarter performance and to the coaching staff out there. And we are looking forward to July 13th in Golden, Colorado for the WFA Tier 2 National Championship. Detroit Dark Angels taking on the juggernaut that is the St. Louis Slam. So way to go, Maggie. We'll catch uh, touch base in a couple weeks, and then we'll see what the result will happen on July 13th. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for having me, and shout out shout out to my team as well. I love every single one of you guys, and way to work hard, and then show everybody exactly what we're about in Detroit. Have a great uh, night, safe travels, and we're looking forward to July 13th. You too. Thank you. See you there. All right, guys. Uh, Maggie Hutchkins of the Detroit Dark Angels, uh, the leader of the pack, as they say, and she has an obstacle, which is the Slam of St. Louis, and they are looking for a perfect season. She is looking to put a blemish on that perfect season. So what an, an event that's going to happen at the WFA Championship, Tier 2 Championship, St. Louis, Detroit, and it's going to be huge. Boston, Cali War, it's going to be the same match up there. And then Denver, I mean, not Denver, uh, Nevada versus Orlando. Uh, and Orlando looking for the same thing, uh, another championship. Nevada looking to upset and making their mark as well. So very interesting three-tier setup. Uh, you can go to WFAProFootball.com, get your tickets now, set it up. You can go support the Dark Angels the St. Louis Slam, the Boston Renegades, the Cali War, the Nevada Storm, and the Orlando Anarchy. They all have uh, GoFundMe pages or individual player uh, pages. They're all taking donations, 5, 10, 20, whatever you can donate. Uh, you know, anything will get them to Golden, Colorado in the middle of July, and they're going to be fighting that out. July 12th is the um, Tier 3 National Championship. And speaking of that, we are going to talk to the talented – uh, Rasha M. Bethencourt of the Orlando Anarchy. Rasha, how's it going? Hey, hey, how are you? Nice to talk to you again. How's it going today? It's nice, it's nice to talk to you too. I'm good. I just put the baby down for bed. I uh, got home from practice and I'm headed out to talk to you guys. Nice. I'm looking forward to chatting with you because... Uh, this is going to be a great weekend uh, in terms of football for July. We just talked to Maggie. Maggie's very excited about taking down the slam. You guys are going up against this up-and-coming Nevada Storm team that has battled very hard all season and even held, you know, Cali Ward at 12 points. So it's a pretty good matchup for you guys as well. I know. I'm so excited. I'm like, I love when teams like this get together and play because it's it, it's it's football. It's challenging football. It's real football. It's when you have the most fun on the field. Have you seen the storm lately? The storm has been playing pretty good ball so far. And you guys, I don't know, uh, Rasha, are you guys angry or something? Because the last three weeks, <laughs> you guys have just been coming in and just kicking ass. I don't understand that. Like, I even tell Melinda. What are we feeding these women? Or are you not feeding them? They're just angry to get on the field and get back to getting something to eat. Yeah, we're hangry. We we just want to eat. That's it. No, <laughs> oh my I'm just God. Um, no, we just we really do encourage each other to to be the best that each one of us can be, and and really the key to playing well is chemistry, communication, and trust. And on our team, you know, with the anarchy, I feel like we all trust each other to do the job that we are meant to do. 
you know, we're, I don't know how to explain it. There's just really good chemistry. And even in this past game, you know, we had a, a small hiccup, like the first six to seven minutes where we had to adjust. But once we adjusted, we played anarchy football, and it was amazing. Just the feeling on, on the field was really nice. Yeah, no, I'm 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 just looking at the scores and I'm like in okay, domination nation basically now. It's like you guys are just <laughs> dominating at a certain point. You're not you're not letting up basically. It's like pedal to the metal, let's get it done. And I know we talked to Melinda about injuries and late in the season and everything else, but you know, it's mustered through as her point was was always been. So, um do you see that happening now? I mean, this is kind of like a couple weeks off, kind of mend yourselves and uh, really looking forward to just setting foot in Golden, Colorado for another title. For sure, yeah. The bye weeks are a blessing. You know, at the beginning of our season, we played a, a couple games back-to-back, and, you know, that, that has its challenges. Um, but these bye weeks are really nice. So taking this week, not off, but taking this week to, you know, study and stretch and work out all the kinks and, you know, do um, conditioning because, you know, the, the – the conditions over there are nothing like Florida. You know, we have altitude and we have to deal with the, the different kinds of heat that they have, you know, it's dry heat versus humid heat. So we take everything into account and try to prepare as much as possible. Nice. Um, what's the season in a nutshell for you? Successful so far? We're here. This oh, is our goal. Of, of course. I feel like it, it's this season has been successful in many different ways. Like, both on the team and personally, like individually goals, things that I've wanted to do for a while and just didn't have the experience or, you know, the time to do it. Um, So I I feel like the season has definitely been successful. Uh, We've all learned a lot together and from each other, and we've grown a lot together, which is a really nice feeling. So I, I think it's been very, very successful. All right. So I would consider you a crazy woman too, because you're playing like ball all the time and then you got to get, you know, family and everything else. So how are you uh, like calendarize all this stuff? Superwoman, in other words. Oh, thanks. Um, no, no, not superwoman, just a high attention to detail, I guess, um, and organization. And even then, I feel like my brain is going to explode at any moment. I usually, what I do is I have a paper calendar that I carry around with me in the car and at work. And then I have my Google calendar and I have I have things uh, separated in different colors. So like my Orlando Phantom stuff is all in orange. My Anarchy stuff is all in green. Me, my daughter's stuff is all in pink because that's her favorite color. And like that, like I'll, I just keep it in track like as much as I can. I only really get about like two weeks off of football a year, and then I'm back at it again. Yeah, I know that's why I'm mentioning it because you're like crammed. <laughs> Everything's real crammed. Yeah, just, uh, well, just uh, maybe some spa dates. Maybe some spa dates in between that before the cramming thing. You know, Get you some spa dates. I don't even know if I would. I don't even know if I would know how to relax at this point. Like I don't know if I would know wow. how to take a vacation. What is a vacation, yeah. right? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, I went to the oh, beach this weekend with my family, and the entire time I was at the beach, I was running, playing volleyball. Like even after my game, I was running in the ocean with the kids and pulling them on their, on their boogie boards from one side to the other, just constantly moving around. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be resting. Why do I keep doing this to myself? Well, I can tell you, you played, you played a good ball. You you played a good season all, all season long. And 
unfortunately we, we don't have stats for every team and that's kind of a painful thing. It's like people don't keep stats on stuff, but overall, I think you guys have played outstanding ball, playing competitive in terms of, you know, against Miami, Jacksonville. Uh, the schedule really has been, I think, a blessing for you guys the last two years because you guys are playing more competitive. And when you play in your own tier, it's sort of like you're just on another level. Um, I mean, yes and no. You know, I feel like every team that we have faced, has definitely put up a fight, which is something I'm really, really proud of uh, being part of this league is that despite the fact that most of our, you know, except for one per, one team lost to us and lost to us with, you know, quite a couple of touchdowns in between, they still kept up the fight. They still kept up, like, the intensity. They tried. as You could tell that they were trying as hard as they could, and that in itself respects honor and merit. Like, because there's nothing more disrespectful than you wanting to you're, – you're playing a game and you want people to take you seriously, and the other person is so in their feelings that they're not even trying anymore. That's how you can tell that that person doesn't really play football because they want to play football. You know what I mean? So to see right. that all of the women across the board kept fighting until the very last whistle, that just meant – like, it proved to me that, like, we're in the right spot. Like, these women are really trying to do something. So – I don't know. I I guess yes, we were blessed because we we worked a lot with Division Two, um, but at the same time, like a lot of the D three, you know, the D three teams, they put up a fight, and I feel like they still have so much more to learn. Like, give them a season or two, and they're gonna come back and punch you in the mouth. You know what I mean? Right. Well, you know what? You guys are. You went to Derby. That shocked me, in a way. Cause I yeah. thought Derby was gonna put up a better fight. And then it didn't happen. I mean, I was like, whoa, what happened here? And then, you know, there you are, one more time, taking care of business, uh, last, you know, the conference finals, and with big numbers. Um, so that's, sort of, yeah. that's why I was like, uh, that's why I was mentioning to Melinda, what are, what are we doing here? Are we, like, starving these people to go for four quarters and then there's a steak? Just get back to eat steak? <laughs> <laughs> no, we just, I'm telling you, we just spend – Number one, we stay off of social media as much as we can. Number two, we encourage each other daily. Like, we're constantly texting, like, the team texts each other every day at least. You know, so we're constantly talking to each other and talking about technique and pushing each other to study and, oh, I'm studying at work or I'm studying here. I'm studying, like, it really doesn't matter as long as it gets done. And so we all have conversations throughout the day about what we're seeing. So I think that really has a lot to do because if you, if you can recognize a play while you're on the, like, as they're setting up, it makes it that much easier to defend, you know what I mean? Or to go up against rather than not right. knowing what they do and then just trying to react at that point. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, it's a great, it's going to be a great matchup. Nevada is played so good. Uh, they played really good ball. They yeah. played competitive ball as well. Um, just looking forward to that. Anything on Nevada that you should disclose here at this point, uh, besides they're talented and they're here and they're going to, Try to take the crown. I'm sorry, what was the last part? No, I said anything on Nevada besides they're talented and they're trying to take your crown. Oh, um, no, I wish them the best of luck. And I hope that they work, you know, that they work hard and that they push hard. And I'm looking forward to a really good game in, 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 in Golden. Like, I'm just really excited. I got today. I was watching film and got butterflies. You know what I mean. So I'm just really excited, and yep. I really, really hope that they that they that they uh, 
they feel successful at the end, win, lose, or draw. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what is going on with fundraising? Uh, is it one page, one fund? Is it individual players with funds? Is it the same thing as Detroit, as we talked to Maggie here? It's uh, it's basically like Detroit. By the way, just want to do a shout out to um, the you know the Detroit Dark Angels. Um, we have Sydney on our team, and she's amazing. I love that woman. She plays good, hard football. She, I've learned so much from her. And you know, last year, uh, Darnell Bryce and I, we were sitting outside the hotel. And he told me, he's like, yeah, we're going to be here. You, you know, your team and our team is going to make it again next year. We're going to fight all the way and we're going to make it all the way and we're going to see each other in the championship. And I think it's incredible that his word held true and, you know, we're here, we're doing it again. And it's, it's really nice. So um, as, as far as fundraising goes, very much like, um, like Maggie, we have the Orlando Anarchy page on Facebook um, and you can, you know, see pictures and other stuff on on instagram by orlando anarchy but our uh fundraising stuff is on orlando anarchy and you know players have individual gofundmes so like myself or Paige cox or sydney blonick you know uh crystal bell candace hunter our quarterback lots of us have different um gofundme it all goes to the same place we all help each other out at the end of the day but we're just trying to get you know as much help as we can support that's all all right so um a, a, a very good effort for you guys all year. Um, it's been a Thanks. great ride for you guys. Um, do you guys like, is this natural now for you guys to be here in the conference championships and then to be here one step to the championship? Because um, I talked to Melinda a couple of times. It's been a hurdle, but it's kind of like appreciate the fact that you, now you are a target and you're here every, almost every year, the last three years you've been here. Um, I wouldn't, I, mm. There, like, there's a yes and a no to that, uh, you know, answer to that question. So, like, no, it's not natural because you never want to overlook any opponent. Even if they look one way on film, you never know what kind of passion they carry inside or what they're going to pull out next. You know what I mean? So you never want to take that for granted. And we definitely um, try to focus one game at a time. We don't try to focus on the thing later after the game. We try to focus just one game at a time and win that game. That's our main focus as we play is just winning. Um, so, and then in the same turn, you know, we all started the season and we all affirmed to each other. We're like, yeah, we're going to make it to championships. So it's not a cocky thing so much as like we believe in ourselves and we believe in each other as a group and we're going to, if we don't make it, we're at least going to, like, break bones trying, you know, like our bones trying. We're going to leave it all out there trying to get there. Does it feel good, uh, Rasha, that you guys have been here consistently uh, since 2012 almost, 2013 almost? I mean, it's just like the ride has the, – the, in other words, the program has improved enough to where now you're on a national stage almost on a yearly basis now? I mean, I wouldn't say 2013. I started uh, my first season with the Anarchy was the 2000, was 2017, and that was the first year we made it to championships and we lost. Um, and the season before that, before I got on, I heard that you know we had lost every game, you know, or the season before that. So we weren't mm-hmm. doing very good as a team. And then um, we had like an influx of rookies and the vets and the rookies like chemistry was really good and then the year after that which is when we made it to championships and won was when we had even more rookie and they were like super talented rookies you know what I mean like 
and they they were hungry to learn so it was easy to to teach them and to get them to do what we needed them to do and you know even ourselves like vets and stuff like that we we are still in the process of learning stuff like I learn stuff every single day I'm asking questions all of us are so yeah I don't know it, it does feel good though like to know that the program is improving to know that that there is a core of people on the team that are that are constantly thinking of the future to build and to teach more people about the sport and get them to play and be a part of this. All right. Um, what did you think as a whole, the sport in the U.S.? You got WNFC excitement. You got the nine cup that happened this past weekend, Utah against Falcons. Now we're going to get the, you know, the three tier weekend coming up in the middle of July. Uh, what did you think of the WFA WNFC in, in this year? Well, actually, to be honest with you, I don't pay attention to anything. I don't watch TV, and I don't really pay attention to Facebook much. Um, you know, I'll okay. check in or repost things that I think are really cool. Um, but I, I unfortunately, I don't, and I know that sounds kind of pretentious, but I just don't have much time. Like, I like to read reviews. You know, I'll catch up on a podcast while I'm driving or something and listen in and be like, oh, okay, that's cool. But I really, I'm not the pro, like, I don't know names, I don't know dates, I don't know stuff, I don't know stuff, uh, I just pick it up on the fly, um, so I'm, I'm sorry, I, I don't know how to answer that question, like, I really don't know, like, I'm, I'm, I know about the WFA because I'm in it, and I'm, that's what my main focus is right now, so I know about the teams, I'm really excited to watch, you know, Division One and Division Two play on Saturday, um, and it'll be nice because it'll be after our championship. So I get to sit down and relax and enjoy good women's tackle football. So I'm really excited. I'm getting my, my black right. and red and ready for, for, for the Detroit. Well, I don't know. Is it red? It's, I know they have black. I think it's red, right? Red and black. Red and black. Yeah. Yeah. Red and black. Yep. Yeah. No, well, the only yeah, reason I mention it is because it's exciting that we have two leagues now at a high level. And it's really nice to see the sport grow. The opportunities are just growing. And then elevating the sport is even oh, bigger. Sure. So that's why I'm saying the platforms sure. are just way bigger. I think this is the year for me that we had a lot of exposure in terms of bringing attention. Uh, a lot of people on my page that messages me when we posted, you know, Facebook lives, when we posted YouTube coverage, you know, from the, uh, from when the leagues and stuff, WNC TV, a lot of people were blown away that this, there's actually women's tackle football. You know what I mean? Most people are used oh, to NFL yeah. or college. So this year it's kind of like everybody was kind of blown away. The fact that you got better broadcasting, like uh, Rich Daniel over in D.C., you know, putting up a nice broadcast for a couple games there. Yeah. Um, and a lot of other teams doing a lot better job with, with broadcasting. So I think this year was a year where it was a lot more positive in terms of bringing attention because a lot of people yep. got to see it either if they weren't at the game, they were able to see it on their mobile devices or they were able to see it on their tablets or at home on their laptops. Exactly. Yeah, I think so too. I feel like, I feel like this year there's been more noise, like noise from people we didn't even, you know, like are out there. And like you said, they didn't even know we existed. We didn't know that they existed and they're just popping up and they're like, Hey, I saw this game. And I was just like, really? you watched the game? And they're like, yeah, it's amazing. And I'm like, oh, that's exciting. I'm glad, I'm glad that you find us entertaining. Okay, cool. We're going somewhere. Because <laughs> that's how it starts. People start liking it, and then the word, you know, spreads. And then before you know it, you, 
you you have a, a league just like the NFL, but for women, or like the CFL, but for women, and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I think we'll get to, if we get to anywhere, the hope would be one of the leagues will become, be, become a feeder system and one will become the elite league, sort of like you do in hockey and soccer and everywhere else. If that happens, a mutual agreement of some sort, like the AFL and the NFL, that would be so beneficial for the sport. Of course. But we have to do it. We have to take one step at a time, right? First, we got to yep. get seen. We got to put in all the hard work. We got to put in the dedication. We got to prove ourselves and, you know, wave the flag. Like, hey, look at us. And then once we catch their attention, we got to keep their attention for a while. And then once we keep their attention, they'll be like, hmm, maybe we should invest in this. And then ka-ching, and then boom, we have what we need. <laughs> but it, it'll, it's yeah. a lot more complicated than that. That's just the fast, easy version. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, so, Rasha, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you making the time. I know you got you know busy schedule and everything else. But uh, Anarchy taking on Nevada Storm in Golden, Colorado. Um, Everybody can go donate at the Orlando Anarchy Facebook page or the website, right? Yes. Yes, sir. And I, I appreciate you having me on here and, and making a spot for me to talk. Uh, just thank you for having these type of podcasts and giving a platform for, for people like myself, um, uh, a place to talk and to, to uh, what do you call this, just reach out to people and, and tell them our stories. It means a lot to me, so I appreciate your time. Thanks. I really appreciate you making the time too. I mean, you're one of our favorites, so that's why we want to bring you on and try to get you, you know, spotlighted and your team. And that's why I tried to bring Melinda in here because, you know, you guys are top-notch teams. We we want to spotlight the best of the best, and you guys are the best of the best. So at this point, you know, it's a matter of really getting you to another level in terms of awareness and people understanding that you guys are the cream of the crop in the D3 realm. Um, so Golden Colorado is going to be awesome. WFAProFootball.com. Yep. You get tickets there. You can also uh, get to watch Boston versus Cali War, sort of a rematch of last year. And then you're going to get to see the St. Louis Slam taking on the underdog Detroit Dark Angels. And that's going to be uh, probably the game that everybody wants to watch ultimately. It's probably going to be that D2 matchup and see if they can take down the Detroit, uh, the St. Louis Slam and uh, Taylor Hayes' perfect season. Mm-hmm. This is, this is going to be one exciting year for championships. I'm telling you, nobody should miss it. Everybody should keep their eyes on the screen, whether it's your phone or a computer or the TV on ESPN3. I, I promise you, you're going to see some really good football on the screen. All right. So, uh, ladies, stay healthy. Stay uh, upright. As I say, uh, looking forward to the trip over in Golden, Colorado. Um and then we're looking forward to Orlando maybe hoisting another championship here. Uh, of course, Nevada will have something to say about that. But a great weekend coming up on July 12th and July 13th. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. And I hope everybody has a really good night. And, again, thank you. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you again for coming on. Uh, we'll touch base in another time, and hopefully it will be after July 13th. You got it. Plan on it. We can talk about it. Awesome. Thank you, Rasha. Have a good night, okay? Safe travels. You too. Bye. All right, guys. Uh, Rasha and Bethancourt of the Orlando Anarchy, champion Orlando Anarchy. And they're going to be taking on the Nevada Storm in Golden, Colorado on July 12th. And they are looking for another title in Anarchy land. And they are, of 
just on a roll the last three weeks of the season plus the finals semifinals uh i don't think they want to lose and so a lot of it has to come down to who shows up who doesn't show up but the bottom line is uh there's some underdogs coming in you got nevada coming in you got detroit coming in and uh, at this point i wouldn't even call d1 any type of underdog because at this point it'll be cali war really having to take down boston and that's i think going to be a challenge in itself but the other two tiers very interesting storylines you got the storyline we talked about with maggie hutchkins here about the detroit dark angels taking care of the pittsburgh passion taking care of columbus in the last couple of weeks and now they are in, heading to the championship now they're going to have to take on another huge obstacle which is the slam and then Nevada, the same story here, similar to them. Great season, uh, battled through all seasons, even different tiers, and very competitive. Now they get to face one of the top teams, the champions of Tier 3, D3, which is Orlando. And that's just impressive in itself, the amount of athletic talent that uh, Orlando has had on both sides of the ball. Iron Woman football is what you want to call D3. Iron Woman football is what you want to call it. Uh, it is really what that is. Uh, low numbers, uh, everybody playing on both sides of the ball. It's just a, an exhausting mentality for four quarters, but they love it. Uh, they are passionate about it, and hats off to both of them, Nevada and Orlando, for representing the WFA Tier 3 um, championship. So we'll look forward to it. ESPN will be covering the D, uh, D1 level of play and D2. And then D3, I believe, will be on uh, either Facebook Live or it's going to be on a YouTube channel. I don't know if it's going to be Orlando YouTube or Nevada YouTube channel, but somebody's going to probably have D3. I haven't had confirmation on that yet, but we'll have all three tiers happening, and it's going to be an exciting weekend that's going to happen. So um, we or you, if you miss anything, you go to the hub at facebook.com for Sasquatch weekly tabs of what's happening internationally as well as domestically playoffs, semifinals, weekly games, everything at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Grand Beauties. You guys can catch us on all the platforms. Tune in, Google Cast, Player FM, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio now, 99.7 million podcasts. We're part of that as well. Block Talk Radio as well. So you guys can focus in on that. Replays, just share them. Do what you got to do. Thank you, everybody, for supporting our podcast over six years. Thank you for Zazzle for making this possible. And uh, you can go to Zazzle.com. Take advantage of the savings there. Four size square beauties. Check it out. You can buy the uh, Anna Garza leggings, the tops and bottoms. Sasha Cruz's no-joke football shirt, which is the standard silver and black. So check it out. Bold enough to wear it. When they say, what is, what is that? You say, that's what I play. I play no-joke football literally the statement of the shirt just tell them what you play and your play is no joke so check it out at zazzle.com for slash ground beauties and use the special code there you can also do free shipping as well so we have a contest going on uh with chief fit chief fit um is a um clothing company and we have a chief fit contest starting today through the 12th and you can go to our facebook page as well as our twitter feed and you go to that site there and you're able to go and enter the contest. And the contest is going to run through July 12th. And it is um, share our page. Basically, that's what we want to do. So we invite you to share our page So and follow us so friends can follow us. So invite your friends to follow us on our page so we can grow the awareness of the sport. Post your um, 
favorite workout session video, just a two session, you know, five se section, five minute video or less, two minute video, whatever you want to post. So post a favorite workout session video and in comments box, use the she fit when you post a video and you can tell us why you want to win the she fit bra uh, contest at July 2nd through July 12th. We will announce the winner on July 16th. So check it out, go there, ask your friends, invite friends over to our page and as well as tell us a little bit about your workout sessions, your favorite workout sessions. Is it, uh, you know, whatever you normally do is it kickboxing, uh, what kind of workout you do to stay fit and then let us know with the hashtag she fit on the comment box. And then also give us a kind of a, you know, a little post as to why you need, you could win that bra. So check it out and uh, go to our Facebook page and check it out on the link there on the post. So it'll be up there as well. We also invite you to support the WNBA. So if you go to our Facebook page, there's a link to a FanDuel to play on FanDuel, 10 bucks on us, go to FanDuel, 10 bucks on us, use the link and activate your account, play WNBA every other night. You can win up to $400 to $3,000 if you're lucky. And if you're competitive, you go support the WNBA and you check out and you win some money as well on top of it. So check it out on FanDuel, check out our link, go there and support the WNBA as well. Women in sports, hashtag women in sports, check it out and go to FanDuel as well. So um, what a weekend that's going to happen July 12th and the 13th. And that's going to be in Golden, Colorado. And we're looking forward to the WFA National Championships. And that's going to be Tier 1, Tier 2, and Tier 3. And uh, Tier 1 and 2 will be on ESPN3. The others, uh, like I said, we'll get confirmation on what the um, Nevada uh, storm against the Orlando Anarchy will be in terms of coverage. So maybe Facebook Live at this point. Uh, we mentioned earlier in the podcast, we couldn't get Odessa on here, but we'll probably chime in with her later. But we did have uh, MVP and uh, Player of the Year for the WNFC, Rashawn Gore, earlier today on the first hour. Then we had the talented quarterback, Maggie Hutchkins of the Detroit Dark Angels. And now we had just spoken to Rasha and Bethancourt of the Orlando Anarchy. So great podcast today. Two hours jam-packed with the big show. Uh, talented individuals, talented players. And these are the best of the best in the WFA as well as WNFC. Uh, and we try to bring and spotlight and interview all these talented athletes for you to see what they are capable of and what they do on the field as well. So awesome two hours podcast. I didn't have my co-host today. Uh, they're all pretty much out and about, but we should get them back next week. And we're going to just move on and talk about the last hour here on Great Iron News and Notes. And we got a lot of action that's happening overseas in a lot of the uh, leagues. And so WFL quarterfinals, and then now we got the, now we got the finals here as well in the WFL. You got um, semifinals. I meant uh, V Queens will be taking on Troyanas of Chihuahua. You also got the Amazonas taking on Chitaras of Texcoco. So a big clash of of four teams. The uh, Red Devils were bounced off by the Red Devils were bounced off by the uh, V Queens. That was a rematch of last year. So the courtesy uh, if you check out the uh, articles, you can go to the hub. Semifinal courtesy of Tres MMX and Cuarto Poder Dan MX as well. And you get the coverage there in terms of the highlights of past weekend. So the semifinals are going to be pretty much uh, exciting for the WFL because now it's a new champion pretty much. It's going to be V-Queens either winning it all or it's going to be a fight between Amazonas and Chitaras um, or, you know, uh, 
taking uh, Torianas at this point. So we're looking forward to that. LFP, uh, July 6th is the Pacific Bowl, and that's going to be taken care of. Uh, it is the Rampage of Obregon. They are going to be taking on the Pretty Monsters of Kulakan, and that is coverage there as well. And you can get to see some of the uh, results that are happening there as well. And we'll keep tabs on that on July 6th. That is the LFP over in um, Mexico, the WFL over in Mexico, uh, both legends South play at this point. And so we're looking forward to those two matchups as well on July 6th. And then the uh, other matchups in the WFL combine as well. Um, we have news. Um, if you haven't gone out there to the hub, the uh, Berlin Cobras announced that the ladies bowl 2019 will be in September 21st. 2019 it will be hosted by the berlin knights and the berlin cobras in the afd ladies football league in germany so we'll keep tabs on that as things come across and we will uh, highlight them as well in terms of uh, the details on tickets and everything else that's going on from the ladies of football germany network that we would network with so thanks to them we'll do a great job out there to keep us in the loop as well as getting us going and then we mentioned earlier in the hour uh, in the past two hours we mentioned earlier uh that lafay will be sending some players to ser cuarto interviewed a couple of the players there on the tournament so the regional tournaments are now going on in mexico from every league um lexfa fx mexico lafay u fan uh every league in mexico in region with the major leagues the four four or five major leagues even yucatan they're all conveying a selection camp to put together a selection teams, national regional teams that will convene over in Monterey at the national open tournament uh, sponsored by the uh, Federation uh, Mexican Federation. And they will be a stepping stone towards selecting the final team that will go to the 2021 uh, IFAB world championship in Finland. So that's their motive. Uh, the British team, Bathful women, announced the Lions Euro roster by double coverage. So you can get it there as well, doublecoverage.com. And so it's pretty interesting. They're going to be heading over to that. And we're anticipating Finland and Sweden will announce their squads as well as they will compete at the uh, in Leeds at the um, IFAB Euro Championships coming up as well. So all the news and details, it happens at the hub at facebook.com forward slash beauties. If you missed anything, head on there weekly daily updates, everything else, top stories. And I uh, really appreciate that. So invite your friends to follow us uh, and basically post your favorite workout session video in the comment box below that. Use the hashtag SheFit and why you deserve to win and enter the contest uh, between July 2nd and the 12th. And we'll announce the winner on the 16th on our podcast. So take, a, take advantage of that. A free set, uh, bra set, and it's pretty awesome bra. It's a different type of design. It's unique, and you get to win it if you are the best and favorite workout session video and you are chosen to have the best deserving win comment on there as well. So check it out on there. So let's go to the Legends Football League here. That's going to happen uh, this, this weekend here. Uh, we had uh, Seattle taking on Austin last week in July 29th, and it was a 36-33 to 33 burner, and you're going to see it via YouTube on the Legends, uh, Legends Football League channel on YouTube. What a great matchup. Uh, Crystal Harris, Michelle Angel taking on KK Matheny, Stevie Schnorr, Jay Randall. Uh, there was no Allie Alberts 
at this game. Um, she's still healing from that injury from the previous couple weeks. Um, so at this point, it was a great battle, 36-33, a must-win for Austin. They stay undefeated. Uh, Seattle goes down to 3-1, and one, so it's a difference uh, maker there for them. They're in the playoffs. They make the playoff berth. Uh, Legends Football League changed the player format this year. It is now the top four teams versus each two teams in each conference. So now the battle really is to finish fourth and, uh, overall in order for you to make the playoffs. So it's a tougher uh, type of setup in terms of the rankings and everything, but it is probably the more competitive way to go, considering uh, one-sided on Eastern Conference an easy route to the playoffs. I think the league has finally decided that this is a more competitive way to kind of narrow down the field and have the top four teams really battle it out for a competitive state. And the last four weeks in Legends Football League, it has been an exciting brand of football so far. It is close games. You've had basically starting back in as far as June 1st, um, you had competitive games going uh, from June, June 15th, I'm sorry, 30 to 25. It was Atlanta against Chicago. Very impressive uh, game there. 14 to 12, which you saw this past weekend on the YouTube channel, Nashville Knights, much improved Nashville Knights with Molly Richardson. And obviously uh, over in Denver as well with Christian uh, uh, Kelsey Cristiano. Much improved defense there by Denver. Then this past weekend, like I said, 36-33 at Showwear Center. It is uh, Michelle Angel and Crystal Harris take down K.K. Matheny and Stevie Schnorr. And we have a battle coming up here in two weeks, July 13th. That is the championship day of the WFA championship as well in Golden. On that same night, we have Denver taking on Omaha Hearts. And that's going to be a pretty impressive game there. Denver season's pretty much over. This is our last game of the season. They want to make a showing here. They would have to take down Omaha. Omaha has played pretty great ball so far with uh, Lauren Crouch and Anna Garza. So it's going to be an exciting matchup for them. This is a, a win that Omaha needs to have in order for them to improve the two and one and try to stay in contention for that top four spots for the playoffs. It is unheard of for them to even be at this level, but given uh, the infused uh, um, passion that our no joke football athlete Anna Garza has had on the Omaha heart. It is a new team, new level. Uh, Lauren Crouch as well as expanded. The defense has played well with Mamacita, uh, Lauren, Lauren out there as well as uh, Jacqueline Good back in her normal state. Uh, just a matter of getting uh, Matei Vincent in the mix. And this Omaha heart can really make a shocking um, situation here for the LFL as well as for the other teams playing out there. Or the week after that, it's going to be very interesting. Nashville will be taking on the Chicago Bliss, two equally matched teams where I'm anticipating a clash no different than uh, the, the Nashville-Denver game uh, for that w weekend. And then after that, you're going to see Los Angeles taking on Austin, a crucial matchup there, Salerno against Michelle Angel. Uh, that should be a great clash there. And uh, Omaha will finish in Atlanta. And that will be the test for them. The Atlanta steam taking on the Omaha heart. And if Omaha needs to make a statement, it would be that game on August 3rd. So we're kind of getting a uh, little ahead of ourselves that way. But overall, Legends Football League this coming weekend, you get to see it. Showwear Center, it is the Seattle Miss taking on the Austin Acoustic. And Acoustic come up with the win, edge 36-33. It's a great game. Don't forget to miss it there. And then if you want to replay, do the replay in Nashville versus Denver, 14 to 12. 
a very, very competitive game. And this is what the LFL should be and could be in terms of uh, competition, uh, given everybody's kind of elevated their game. Some of the teams are getting a lot better and really a positive step for them in terms of competitive football. And so uh, week nine was very competitive, 30 to 25. And then week 10, 14 to 12. And then this past weekend, 36, 33. So the last three weeks, Legends Football League has not disappointed if you're wanting to watch competitive football and it's what, what it is right now. Um, so uh, LFP and basically in, in, we'll have their championship July 6th. We'll keep tabs on it. If you miss anything, you go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash beauties. And then uh, all the notes happening here, USWSFL final July 13th as well. And that's going to happen uh, during the WFA weekend. WFA championship, you're going to have LFL that day. You're going to have the weekend in the WFA. Uh, the USWSFL, Love City, Tennessee, July 13th. Tri-City Thunder will be taking on the Hampton Roads Lady Gators, as well as the Keystone Assault versus the Washington Prodigy. Washington going for another title. Uh, uh, Tri-Cities, uh, once again, going for another title. So uh, that's going to be the matchups. Tri-City versus Hampton Roads, Lady Gators, Keystone Assault against the Washington Prodigy. We'll keep you updated on the German League, the Swedish League, and the Finnish League. The uh, Swedish League will end as well. It is the Carlsbad uh, Crusaders taking on Orable Black Knights, and we will have the coverage on that, uh, courtesy of Legit. SE and once it happens there and hopefully we'll have some video as well that'll be the matchup out there Carlsbad Crusaders taking on Orville Black Knights for the Swedish National Championship and uh, we'll keep tabs on the German League as well courtesy of Ladies Football Germany Network as well so um, events and notes uh, the WFLA everybody's been asking about that the draft is going to happen August 31st 2019 at MGM Grand in Las Vegas the WFLA Combine it's going to take place August 10th. So if you haven't registered there, it's going to be at Dignity Health Sports Center in Carson. Go to WFLAfootball.com, WFLAfootball.com, and you get registered there. It is uh, billed itself as the uh, better league to play, pay the players. There's a lot of stuff going out there in terms of print and everything else. How true all that is. We will find out, obviously, after August 10th, and we probably will find out on August 31st who will be drafted as the first WFLA player to get paid. And that's a big claim, but that's what they claim. Uh, we're keeping tabs on it. We're, we've asked the CEO to come on. Still have not been able to get confirmation to have them come on. They did uh, uh, send me a message saying that they were trying to schedule that. I'm followed up. Nothing has come up yet, but we are trying to get the CEO of the WFLA onto the podcast so we can ask all these questions that everybody's wanting to know about this league and its intentions and its hype and everything else. Um, LFA, LFA Brazil Feminino season will kick off. It's about 10 teams. Pretty exciting. July 28th is the kickoff for the Feminino women's season over in Brazil. We will be all over it as well. So LFA as well on Twitter and Facebook, and that's the new season. And then we got Aussie season coming in August and September. We're going to be talking Gridiron Queensland, Gridiron Victoria, Gridiron New South Wales. We're going to be diving into uh, WA, which is Western Australia, and then keeping tabs on South, uh, Southern Australia as well in terms of what's going to come out of that program. So a lot of football still be played and covered everywhere else. 
And you go to the hub at facebook.com for Sesquiline Beauties and check it out there. Invite your friends. Thanks, everybody, for sharing and commenting and, and everything that you do for us on the page. We're almost close to 7,000, over 7,000 now, I think, uh, as of today. So I really appreciate that. And on Twitter as well, over almost close to 7,000. Our Instagram page is blowing up. You can get to see the Instagram page now. Go like it. It is the Texas Elite Spartans Celebration with the Cup. It is on the Instagram page at Great Iron Beauties on Instagram. So check it out. Go like it and leave us, leave us some comments as well if that's the case. So thank you, everybody, for supporting the podcast. And go to Zazzle.com for slash Great Iron Beauties. Buy something there, Marvel, DC, other brands. Uh, if you don't buy anything from us, not a problem. Check out Zazzle, support them. They've been supporting us for six years. I really appreciate them. We have a good relationship. They really believe in supporting women's sports. And so check out, go check out the uh, No Joke Football Shop. And like I said, if you get anything, just get the black shirt. No Joke Football. That's what it says. So you want to support it, go ahead and buy it. It's uh, pretty cheap. Get it for 20% off. It's under 20 bucks. Check it out. Free shipping with Zazzle, Zazzle Black for the year. Just spend 10 bucks one time. And you get free shipping for the whole year. You can buy stuff from us as well. So really appreciate that. So I want to thank uh, Ra uh, Rasha and Bethencourt from the Orlando Anarchy for coming in today and kind of expressing uh, the passion that the uh, Anarchy has and obviously the road to Golden, Colorado for the WFA National Championship D3 against Nevada Storm. I want to thank Maggie Hutchins from the Detroit Dark Angels making the time here on a amazing win for them, an upset win in the fourth quarter. What a, what a classic fourth quarter for them against the Pittsburgh Passion. And so they took care of business as well, and they punched their ticket over to Golden, Colorado. They get to face the highly effective and just a juggernaut St. Louis slam with Taylor Hay and company uh, trying to uh, blemish, put a blemish on their record at, when it matters most in the championship. So, And then you have Boston taking on Cali War, kind of a rematch of last year's L.A. versus Boston. And so we're going to be seeing that class as well. So a lot of action is going to happen in the middle of July for a lot of a lot of leagues. We're going to be covering it all, and it just takes it a couple minutes of your time. Check it out. Go to the hub at facebook.com for a session. We share our posts, like our stuff, and check it out. So if you want to support the podcast, that's the way to do it. Share our, our podcast as well. Uh, we have so many uh, downloads now. I really want to thank everybody. Um, Five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We got pretty good ratings on all the other platforms, including Block Talk Radio. Uh, we're happy to be on iHeartRadio as well. And so we would not be here without an audience. So I really appreciate everybody that listens, downloads, and shares our, our podcast for making this possible. And we are going to make it, take it to another level as we get bigger and bigger and bigger. A lot of people are going to be made aware of what this sport is all about, what these amazing athletes are all about. And so uh, that's what we want to do, and that's what we do best. I want to thank our network because they do an amazing job supplying information for us. The biggest network on the planet covering women's American football, it is at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Grand Beauties. Really want to thank everybody that communicates with me, communicates with our staff, uh, brings us attention to stories, brings attention to videos, brings attention to any type, type of still uh, photos uh, with all the international coverage that we do as well. And uh, that's awesome. And I keep it going. And that's what we need. So I really appreciate everybody doing that and helping us out as well. So um, we're going to be back here for 281. It's going to be an exciting week, one week uh, kind of like prepping up for the WFA National Championship. 
There'll be a lot of championships in between that, LFP, WFL, uh, um, USWSFL getting ready as well for, like, like the WFA. Uh, forgot to mention Lympha final. Uh, Grizzlies 12-6. to six. Uh, They beat Leonas over in uh, Guadalajara. So congratulations to them as well. If you miss anything, like I said, go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash square nine beauties. Check it out. And we'll be back next week for uh, 280 and uh, 281, I believe. It's, yeah, 281. 281. And then we should have our co-host back. So the salty one, Mackenzie Brooks, uh, WFA Hall of Famer and WNFC star, Holly Hudcustis, uh, college football girl, Troy Wilson. And then we should get um, Hall of Fame QB and Utah Falcons standout, Louise Bean as well back into the mix. So in the next coming weeks, and then we're going to talk in NFL as well, mix it in with the Aussie season, with a little bit of the off season that's going on there. We will be talking NFL as we get closer to the OTAs, closer to the off season stuff. So we'll get, we'll get dialed in as well. So, um, you guys have been listening to the best podcast on the planet, talking women's American football and NFL weekly for six years running. So great Iron Blitz right here. So we'll catch you next week right here on Block Talk Radio, iHeart, Block Talk Radio, iHeart, and, of course, you can catch us on TuneIn as well. Have a great weekend, everybody.